Can I just have a word? Can I have a word with you? I feel it like it doesn't work. work. <laughs> Would you, you let, let me speak? Okay, do it. <laughs> okay, go. Welcome to the Nail Polish Sisters. Chef's kiss. Rolling, take one. Take one. Sound check. And marker and action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Nail Polish Sisters with your host, Bella and Jamie. Or what Bella's been more recently calling our show, the Jamie and Bella Show. Yes. Bella and Jamie Show. Bella and Jamie, Jamie and Bella Show. Yes. The BJ or the JB Show, whatever way you want to put it. (laughs) Whatever way. That's what it is. Whatever way. It is what it is. Um, Today. Today. Today's a fun day because we're going to discuss... Second chances. Should you give them? Should you not? You don't have to. You don't have to. But, but like, like, you should try. Hopefully, we give you a new perspective on it. And more importantly, we are going to re-DM a celebrity I once DM'd. Yes. Um, we're still two for two on no responses. We'll keep you updated. But definitely stick around for that. Yeah. That's a good time. Because maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll think we're lunatics. I'm not sure. And also, we don't really care. But we don't care. We don't care, but actually, we kind of care a lot. <laughs> every I time, don't care, but I care so much. Like, every time we do don't these episodes, I'm like, yeah, I don't give a flying F-bomb. <laughs> Trying to cut back on my swearing, but I don't give a flying fuck. Oh. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, we should do, like, a swear jar where once we hit five, we should start putting money in it. But why don't we just start putting money in it? Well, we should give ourselves like five because it's going to be hard to just. I think that'd be pretty sick, though, if we had like a roll of quarters. Yeah. Or like quarter. a roll of pennies. Let's get a roll of quarters. Well, quarters is kind of expensive. <laughs> <Find> a <laughs> roll, of have a roll of pennies. Let's get a roll of pennies. And then we'll just. But like, honestly, your side will be pretty clean. And I'm just Are we going to have two separate no, swear jars? No, we have one. No, one. But like, who wins the what swear jar? What if we jar? clear out this candle? Oh. Yes, our Chris Pine candle. The Chris Pine candle. Well, we need a manifest on him first. We'll we'll light the whole candle, manifest Chris Pine. And that's our swear jar. And then we'll turn this into our swear jar. Stunning. This is a great mission that we are about to go on. Anyway, the celebrity is not Chris Pine, but maybe he'll be next if you guys had fun with us <laughs> while we did it. Maybe you guys can give us suggestions on who you want us to DM next. Yeah, we love DMing people because we don't we don't care. Because we don't care, we as actually, Jamie said before. But every time I say that, just know, like, my subtext is I... She we cares actually care more than lot. anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, should we should we send it right into this episode? Are you silly? I'm still going to send it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, bitches. Please rate, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Audible exhale. All right, guys, welcome back to the Jamie and Bella show. Today, just changed our name, by the way, in case you're wondering. Today, we are. We're discussing second chances and why. <laughs> you just look at me like that. <laughs> and why? That was like kind of sexual. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever find it when you have to be like s- tangent? 
But when you're like doing an audition or something, you have to be like flirty and (laughs) sexy and then you get like really uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's weird because like I'm usually doing it by myself. (laughs) Like I record the other part and then I'm just doing it with me. To yourself. And even then I feel really uncomfortable (laughs) because I'm like, I'm flirting to a wall. But also like imagine (laughs) flirting with yourself. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, But like, I feel like flirting whatever way you cut it i know this is not what we're supposed to be talking about sorry Sorry, lauren um but it's really cringy i know like Like, you ever read your old text where you're flirting with someone and you're like yeah like but also like don't don't tell anybody who's listening to the podcast it's not that many people (laughs) so i'm not really afraid it's gonna get out but i've been doing this thing where like i just get like stupid high and watch reality tv okay especially dating shows and i've been watching perfect match i don't know if you've gotten into that you haven't but watch it but like especially if you're on some kind of thing because you're like oh my god every single thing they say is so cringe it's but i would say reality tv is the best character study no yeah why because you're watching people just do things yeah but they're so fucking calculated it hurts my brain like on all sides do you know what I'm saying? But like, I swear to you, the Real Housewives of which or all of them, all, any of them, you're just like mm, borderline mm, alcoholic. Mm, <laughs> you're fucked up. You just be like diagnosing. <laughs> yeah, them. that's what I do. It's like a psychological diagnosis. Anyway, whoa, I thought my put socks, your foot down. I thought my socks were orange this whole time. Nope, <laughs> they not. Okay, so what into what we're actually <laughs> supposed to be talking about. Um. So, second chances. This is something Jamie and I talk about ad nauseum. And it is a question we pose to you guys as well as to each other. Because the main question is why, in a world where we're all making mistakes, is it really hard to come back from your mistake? Do you find that to be true? Yeah. Stunningly said. Thank you. So, our first question I'll ask you. Why do you think we have stopped giving people, I feel like Oprah, why do you think <laughs> What is the st- thing that's really famous? It's like, were you in silence or, or were, were you, you silenced? Were you silent or were you silenced? Yeah. But like, I understand why Oprah is Oprah in those moments. Yeah, because she gets bars like fire. All right. Anyway, <laughs> to you, Gail. When, I wish I was Gail uh, every I day. I wish I was Oprah. It'd be, Imagine. Just be living the life. We would have our, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, when, 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 when did we stop giving people space to grow? I don't, I don't want to be like conspiracy on, on the podcast. You know what I mean? But I fuck it up. Throw I, some conspiracies out there. I just do Oops. feel like that. Pardon my language. It's going to happen. It's yeah. in our lingo. Um, I think that honestly, the rise of social media, and that's just what I have to say about it, because I feel like nobody was watching other people have mistakes that deeply until it was like accessible to everybody all the time. Yeah. You know, because like people would make mistakes like even before there was Instagram, like even when it was just like Facebook or, or MySpace, you know what I'm saying? Like something would happen. It would be on the Internet, but it would go so far down that nobody was like trying to find it whereas like now instagram keeps everybody accountable and tiktok keeps everybody accountable in a way that's extremely negative and toxic like i don't agree with that i'm just saying that it like brings to surface all of these things that were hidden on purpose do you know what i'm saying 
And also I feel like Twitter is a big part of it too. Cause then everyone, I think like having a comment section yeah, is where mixed with the media, of course, but like having a comment section is where it's like, that's now what the media derives their stories from is like what people are talking about on different social medias. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And so it's like whatever people are commenting on. And I think it's one of the craziest things I've noticed over time is like how inaccurate or how uneducated people are before they comment on things and they talk about things they don't know. And we've talked about it before, like even seeing a movie where it's like, don't say the movie's bad if you've never seen the movie. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, but the the sad thing is that it doesn't really matter anymore. Like it doesn't matter if you've seen it. It doesn't matter if you're educated on it. You have the space to say whatever you want based on nothing. And I yeah. think that's like the main issue that I find yeah. with it. And I feel like that's where the idea of like forgiveness has been tossed. Yeah. Completely. But it's interesting because it's like, it is a thing where like, if everyone bands together one way or the other, then it's fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone was like, oh, actually we made a mistake. This person actually is great. Everybody bands behind that and then they're great again. And it's like nothing happened. Yeah. But it just depends when people are willing to give up their narrative or their storyline about why this person is bad. And it only really takes like one person who to blows like up on one video for it to all go back to normal. And that's the scary yeah. thing is like how fast paced it is. And, you know, it's very scary. Yeah. And I feel like from what I've seen in my own personal life, it's one of the craziest things is when someone makes a mistake and then they try and uh, what's the word? Like, not make amends, but try and find redemption. Yeah. Find redemption and doing things that are actually good for the world mm-hmm. and, or good for whatever the mistake is, the like reverse side of it. Yeah. For example, my mom donated a, or didn't donate, but paid for like college tuitions. Like she did that paid off student loans. And instead of that being praised as like a good thing, it was then shamed and turned into a well, you're just doing it now because you've been canceled and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe that was the beginning of it, but now it's someone who's trying to like- Grow and learn. Grow and and, learn and create a new narrative around it all and take what they have and like help other people. And it turns into like, you're doing it for yourself. How could you? And it's like, how how have we gotten this far? I remember my dad always saying to me though, is like, that's not fun for them. If like somebody was doing something that was really just for other people and not for themselves and like they couldn't make a story around it, like that's not fun for anybody to consume or digest. They'd rather have it be like this person had an agenda behind it. This person sucks. This person's evil because like that's something to grasp onto and like feel like they can be more a part of it. Like nobody likes positive things. You're right. And that's what's also really scary about how media has taken a turn because I think that like it used to be more positive things and now it's just really focused on like everybody's being watched so what's what am I looking for through the looking glass yeah literally I hate the way I just said that but literally 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 whatever literally it's like Um, how you say turkey twinkie I say that you just when you were younger you'd say turkey Turkey? Yeah, you would never say turkey. You'd say turkey. Really? I don't think that was... I I remember saying valina instead of... Vanilla? Yeah, vanilla. You'd say valina? Valina. (laughs) 
and Salmon. So you said. Do you remember Salmon? that? No. Up until like no. sixteen, I'd be like no. Salmon sushi, please. No. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. Whatever. Not okay. But back to what you're saying. Yeah. Besides Jamie not being able to pronounce things, I still can't. And I, I think honestly, and. I, again, conspiracy theory, but okay. I've been playing so much Candy Crush that oh, here we go. I actually think it's making me like not be able to read words correctly. I know people would categorize that as dys- dyslexia, dyslexia, <laughs> dyslexia. <laughs> um, no, but actually, like I've been having a hard time reading things. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, honey, no, I know. Maybe I've been thinking I just want to get off my phone for like a week and see if I'm smart again. Okay, you know. Because, like, at a time, I would be like, yeah, I'm fucking smart. Now I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Room to grow. Exactly. Which is what this episode is about. Yes. Second chances. Back, do that. Get Spaces it there. of forgiveness and growth. And here's another thought. Another, another thing me and Jamie discuss a lot. With mistakes being categorized now all in the exact same vein or, like, light. Where it's murder versus... I don't know. Give me something. I don't know. Even as recent as this, like Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that those are on the same level to me, like for instance, like my TikTok recently is like the Murdoch Murdaugh trials or whatever. Oh my God. The murders. I can't with the last name. The pronunciation of everything has so frustrating. Your name is Alex, not Alec. If it's Alec, it's spelled with a C. If it's an X, it's Alex. Like, well, maybe in, I don't know. I can't say for sure, but like in they Southern all call places, him Alec. So his yeah. name is Alec, but it's spelled with an X. Yeah, Alec, Alex, Murdoch versus like Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez. Like one person is actually taking lives. Yeah, and another person is like having drama within each other over a guy, and like also crazy conspiracies there, the, where it's like the that, craziest. This I've is ever seen. all fueled by like fans and people and all, who are a little too involved. But yeah, and like have your opinions on it. But like, why do you have to ruin people's lives over it? Just like have your opinion and stop there. Yeah. Is like what I really feel about all of this. Like, I don't know. I think that's why we're sort of cautious a lot to like, besides Machine Gun Kelly, which I will rip apart for the rest (laughs) of my life. Like besides that, I'm like, just stop. Stop. You know, like that's why I feel like this podcast isn't a lot about like talking about media things and pop culture and stuff like that because like regardless of what our opinion about it it doesn't really matter no it doesn't and I think the main thing that we're trying to stress is not so much anything within pop culture or media but like just the idea of allowing everyone around you to freely make mistakes because how are you supposed to grow as a society if you're not messing up all the time. Like there is a piece where it's like you mess up and then you can look at it and say, okay, this is what I learned from that mistake. And I'm going to grow from it. X, Y, Z. Like I can tell you four years ago, I was a very different person than I am now. And it's through a giant mistake that was made that I'm able to like look back. And if we could do it all over, it would have never happened. But at the same time, I can look at it and be like, okay, this is what I've learned. And this, it grounds you almost in a way because you're able to relate to something on such a low level versus always being like in a world of no mistakes, then everything's too like easy. 
Yeah, it, it also doesn't make sense to me in, in the scheme of things. Like, any idiot who's commenting all of this shit, they've probably made a ton of yeah. mistakes in their own lives. And so I think it's just, like, a bunch of hypocrisy that's happening. And, like, if you can't make mistakes, then why are we here? It's also, like, the pot calling the kettle black, where it's, like, if you're going to call someone out for a mistake, then you better hope your record is as clean as... Ice. But even then, the clean the clean as ice is like, there's something know, behind that. Expression. I don't know, but I like it. I'm going with it. Okay. You know, like even behind that, you always find out those people have some fucking skeletons but that's what I'm in saying. their closet. It's so. like every single person who wants to call someone out and be like, you did this. It's like, well, you also did something at some point. Also, it's not good for your mental health. Like being horrible and living in such a negative like mindset is just not it's not going to benefit you in the end because you're going to look at the world in like an extremely negative way. Always, if that's what you're constantly going after is just trying to, and it's an insecurity thing, I would say. But you know what's my really guess. sad about it is it, it benefits the media and it benefits them because people mm-hmm. love bad. They love beef. They love things that are negative about other people. And I, I always, I don't have the answer to it, but I always wonder why. Like, if you try and be positive around a negative person, it doesn't work. No, it, it does. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it works. It's, but, like, there is a lot of times I found where you try. It's definitely easy sitting to there get, silent. Like, sucked into that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the more annoying part of it all. It's like, if people are doing that, you, you can more easily take it, that side on. Because everybody has the, again, like, I don't know what word I'm looking for. But, like, everybody has, okay, ca- capability of being negative. Yeah. Of course, it's Capacity? easier to be capability. Capa- I think both work. Okay, well, I one think of the it's C's. easier to be negative than it is to be positive. Yeah, but it's. I don't know if I was making sense with what I had to say about like people who gossip about other people, but there is something to be said about you overhear those convos and people can go for hours. Like it really does yeah, because they have nothing else a, to say. Like that's but genuinely, that's what I'm saying with the media is like, it's easier for them to write negative stories because it's somehow easier to talk about. I don't know why. And I think it's like, everyone wants to maybe be on their high horse. So it's easier to like sit on your high horse and look down on someone else but because also, you're not like, in that position. There's something about negativity and like bad things being said where you feel more of a connection to that person. You're like, oh my God, I have an insight to this person's life, you mm-hmm. know? Because whereas positive, it's like, oh, these are all things they can see on the surface. Like, oh, they're looking great. Or like, oh, they're really happily married. Like no one cares about that because it's like something everybody can know by just like looking at them. Interesting. Whereas yeah. like negativity is like, oh, this person cheated on their wife. It's like, that's really meant for like them the to know people, and yeah. like maybe their friends and yeah. maybe their kids if but like you know what i mean but like the media doesn't even give the option for the kids not to know about that they just put it in the fucking media yeah like fucking assholes you know what i'm saying yeah because why i guess that like people could put the argument and say like if you're in the public eye public eye you're asking for it like yeah. i completely understand that and and there is something to be said for that one thousand percent you're putting yourself in a position where Many people know you and you don't know them. Of course, you're putting yourself in a place where you're asking, not asking for judgment, but you, I think everyone knows that comes with the territory. What I think that has changed in the last couple of years is the fact that this culture, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, wasn't in the narrative ever. When you were an actor, you could do like Chris Brown hit Rihanna. 
Nothing happened. I was thinking about that the other day. Nothing happened. I saw a TikTok of this man like serenading a girl on stage and I was like, but I'm pretty sure he hit Rihanna. But like, I think it's great that you can like condemn people and say like, if that were today, Chris Brown would be canceled beyond. But I don't think he needs to be canceled beyond. I think he needs to learn his lesson. And I think that's the difference where it's like canceling doesn't teach you a lesson. Canceling says go die. You're not uh, you're not worth yeah. any time anymore. You're done. We're we're over you. Whereas there's another method to it where you can say like, hey, that was really wrong what you did, but there should always be a chance for redemption so 100%. that someone can come back and say, look, I did this. It was really messed up. I fucked up big time. But look at where I am now and who I've what I've grown to become. Like I'm learning. I'm trying my best. I think that's why we're all on this earth is to learn and grow and like try. Remember to rate, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I just want to talk about this for a second. And I just want to tell our listeners also, like, we're like not really down to do interviews anymore. (laughs) And I remember, like, we're not Joe Rogan, okay? Like, we're not. I'm just saying, like, we aren't. No, we're not. And we're not whoever does like full interviews. We're just us trying to Excuse me, Jamie. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Listen, I put them in parentheses because I didn't know what that was referring to. It was that in ours initially? Yeah. So we wrote, like, this is another topic we wanted to talk about, guys, which is like media's dehumanization of of people has caused a lack of empathy towards other human beings, which we kind of we kind of went in on. But then we actually didn't really talk about that though. A little bit, a little bit. No, but we more so talked about like just the jump to canceling. But I don't think we talked about the fact that like the media will write stories and be like, devil woman does this. And like the way that they then describe a person makes you think like, oh, I can also talk about that person that way. Oh, well, I didn't know that's what you meant by that. I thought that we were kind of getting the gist. That was like the gist of what we're talking about. No, I feel like it's the way that like people like, I think the John Mayer example we have here, which I'm not really sure what it is. I wrote in parentheses John Mayer. But I'm sure it has something to do with the fact that like he's a playboy. And so like people are like Adam for not. The The town town B. B. (laughs) John B. John B, the town B. Um, John B, John B. Which is actually like the town bike is what we were calling him. John B, the town B. Yes. I'm John wondering M, what the his, town B. his example was. So I wrote it in there so we John could have a Mayer combo example. The media's dehumanization. Okay, so we wrote this probably back in March. What was going on with John Mayer in March? I think people were literally talking about how much he sleeps around. I think Is that what it was? What I it think was. that's What did John Mayer do to the women? I think they were like <laughs> commenting. He didn't do anything weird. I think he was just like No, he's so hot. Me and Jamie DM John Mayer once off my phone. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, it's a phenomenal DM. Should I read it? <laughs> yes. Apparently, I'm not um, going to get... He never responded. I'm not going to get too into this on the podcast, but apparently... Apparently. People like to read their texts and DMs on podcasts now. Yeah, like, honestly, I have I have some beef for people. Yes. John same. Mayer. Don't read your text, dude. Like, can I That's just- so private. Yeah, also private. And like, I get if you're like texting these people, you know who they are, that they might read it on the podcast. But like, you're not giving anybody a fair shot at being a human. Like, people are allowed to like say weird things in a text and it not be fucking said on a podcast. Oh, well, then maybe I shouldn't read our DM. No, he never responded. responded. This This isn't like an active conversation. This is me I'm actually afraid of what you're going to read. Shooting our shot. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm actually afraid of what's going to happen this here. Two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. We what's need to chat. Date? What's the date? <laughs> what's the date? September 1st, 2022. But it honestly started before that. I remember it didn't, we didn't get a response, so we resent it. <laughs> Why are we at? We're actually so the people we're talking about. We're July so cringe. 2022. 2021. Oh Sorry. You know what? We're we were so... young, wild, and free. Okay, fair. All right, ready? At the ripe age of 21, what did we say? We need to chat. <laughs> In a non-sexual way. I need to talk to you. <laughs> no wonder he didn't respond. We're at free. It's not over. Turn 68, you'll renegotiate? Be still was my there, heart. Was there a question mark? Yes. Oh my God, I can tell in your tone. Be still my heart. I must hear about your creative process or know what strain you were smoking because I need to get me some. Ingenious. I propose this to you. Social distance life chat. Let me know your thoughts. I definitely COVID. did not say social distance life chat. That was for sure you. Jamie, you I'm wrote not, this entire text. No, I wrote the lyric Jamie, part. I'm not creative enough. To I wrote the lyric part. This funny. And be still my heart. But be still my heart be didn't come heart. from us. Yeah. But Turn 68, re You Renegotiate is from Stop This Train. Yes. One of my favorite songs anyway. she's ever written. But I can't believe that we were sitting there and thinking like, this man wants to read this. Well, you know what? We were high. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's all we need to know. Oh, wait, I yeah, need to go back on airplane that's kind of scary. Mode. Like, I don't want to be high ever again if I'm sending messages like that. I think it's hilarious. And I didn't delete it because one day, John Mayer will somehow happen to slide into my DMs. I think you should send him another one right now. Oh, I'm kind of down. Okay. Should we construct a text to the John, John Mayer? Mayer? All right, Jamie. All right, Bella. I think we start with me again. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> me again, dot, dot, dot. Okay. I know you see this because I have a blue check. Me again, dot, dot, dot. No, I can't read that. That's yes, crazy. You can. Okay. I know you see this <laughs> <laughs> because I got a blue check. Again, comma, not in a sexual again. way. <laughs> not in a sexual way. I want to hear you play music in a very intimate setting. I want to hear you play music <laughs> in a. <laughs> Preferably <laughs> on a couple's night with me and my best friend for Jamie. free. Jamie, no, we can't write that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what what do we have so far? Okay, me again. I know you see this because I got a blue check. Again, not in a sexual way. I want to hear you play music in a very intimate setting. Your voice is like butter. Oh, God. Like George Washington in the oh Hamilton, my God, in Hamilton. Yeah, so fucking Your sunny. voice is like butter and your vibes are xo <laughs> and your vibes are immaculate xo xo the nail polish sisters i would just say me xo 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 me and then i'm gonna do the kissy emoji <laughs> it's very forward but you know the I lips yeah <laughs> all right sent it was sent all right. We will both. keep you posted if we get a response. I feel like until we get a response, we do this every week on the podcast. That'd what be so <laughs> funny. I'm down. Just John Mayer. Just trying to access him. Just trying to get in contact with John Mayer. Anyway. Um, honestly, 
this is one that I always think about because I don't actually know the answer to it. Okay. Is, is it helpful to bring up mistakes from many years ago? So like, Mm. like, you know how people on TikTok are kind of like pulling scenes from TV shows a lot, like a long time ago, or like even somebody tried to like recently cancel Tropic Thunder or like, they've been trying to cancel Tropic Thunder since it first came out. Let's start there. I think the media is not the media, but like, media in TV and movies and songs and whatever it may be is a really cool time like capsule of life. And you get to look back like I was watching so random, but I was watching a show called Welcome Back Cotter, which is a sitcom from 1975. And John Travolta is in it and he's like a teenager. And it is as simple as it is. And but it's so funny, but it's so funny to watch it because you're like, that's what they thought was funny at Mm -hmm. the time, which is like, bam, bam, like doing weird like up, they say like up your nose with a rubber hose, like that's their comeback in the seventies, right? And so when you watch things like that across the board, like of course there are going to be things that are offensive because like we're now in a time that's super progressive. But I think instead of taking offense to it, you should look at it and like learn from it. And it's kind of something like what Rose said when she was on the podcast, where she says instead of getting mad about things that have been made, she tries. She says to herself. I want to do better. I want to write a better version of Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. And I think that's the mindset that people should have. So instead of being mad about it, looking at it and being like, I want to prove this person wrong on their reason of like whatever their thought process was in this episode. Like, I think that's a more helpful way to like benefit society. So like, I don't think bringing up past mistakes is helpful unless you're giving your own solution towards it yeah so just bringing it up to like cancel someone or make someone look bad not helpful but bringing it up to be like this is what's wrong and this is what i want to change about it i think is a really cool way to like further society along yeah i agree with that i also love that you quoted rose also for anybody listening rose has an episode that she wrote on bmf motherfucker on stars so, so watch it. Watch it and just know that we had that bitch on our podcast and she rocks. Rose McAleese. Rose McAleese. Also Rose and Bats. Bats. Bats in my world. I keep like, I notice these. I keep like touching the water bottle or like touching my cup. I do this the entire time. I'm just like touching things. And, you like, guys are going to see us and how handsy we are and how. We're so handsy. And how fidgety we are. We're also sponsored by Aquafina. Just want to <laughs> let you know. Just kidding. We still don't have any. So if you want to sponsor us, let we a bitch know. We should put the Chris Pine candle here, though. What if Chris Pine up. as himself could sponsor us? I, I would, would love like that. that. That'd be great. This is why we have the candle. Should we start lighting and manifesting either John Mayer's response or Chris Pine? <gasps> should we DM Chris Pine next? Yeah. Next episode. We'll definitely DM Chris Pine. Should we just start DMing people till Dude, someone responds? I guess that's our new show. By the way, again... <laughs> We're trying new things We're every week. We're new ideas if you have any. But also just like ride with us. Okay. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. You're, You're done. done. Welcome back to another lovely segment that we like to call Surprise, motherfucker. Today, Lauren sent us an article from the website Narratively. It is titled, I escaped the cult, but I couldn't escape the cult mentality. And it's a woman who talks about her experience when she was in a cult, the Children of God cult, and then she joined the army afterwards. And the article essentially talks about how she was stuck in a cult until she was 15 years old and at 15 realized that she 
wanted to see the world because she wasn't allowed to go to high school. She wasn't allowed to watch TV, nothing. But she saw 9-11 on the TV when she was like traveling from one place to another place. And like America was looked on as like the bad land. No one's allowed to go there. And at 15, she was like, I want to explore and see the world. So her mom figured out a way to get her out of the cult. She joined high school. She went to college. She got a degree. And then she joined the army. And then when she was in the army, she was like, this is also very much like a cult mentality. So I thought this was a very interesting article to read. I do too. Like Um, it was, because I've never thought about, I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane that people put their life on the line for the country. And I think that's like really cool and empowering in a way. But the way she described it was really upsetting too, because you realize so many people die for their country and in ways that it didn't seem justified almost. Yeah. I don't, uh, that article, I mean, it was super interesting, but it really stressed me out. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what I was saying when I came in here, which is another thing that will tell you guys is that every time I come in, I forgot that there was a surprise mother. And so I'm like, oh my God, I was so, and then I realized I can't say until now, but yeah, it really stressed me out only because I think, I guess that's the goal of like writing things or making things is like that people kind of connect to it or like relate to it in a way. And I think obviously I don't relate to that. I've not been in a cult, but like in terms of how people get into cults and what she was saying, like the stuff I really picked up on was like the stuff about how she kind of really like gravitated towards having a structure or like somebody telling her what to do or being in a group mentality. Like I completely understand that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it makes so much sense to me why people, that's why I'm always like, I love watching cult documentaries. I love that stuff because I'm like, I so understand how you became a part of that. And I have so much like empathy and sympathy for people who do because I'm like, oh my God, you just want to be part of a community. Yeah. And like you want to belong and you want to like feel a part of something bigger and that you're making a change even if it's in your small community, you know? And like for her, it's a different situation because she was, what did she say? She was was a third generation. She was born into it. So her grandma bought land and helped fund the beginning of this cult. And it was very much like, Like as all cults do, where it's like the leader says Mm -hmm. he's like the prophet of God and that everyone needs to worship him and do things. And I don't know much about the children. Is it children of God? Children of God. Yeah, I don't know much about like Jamie and I watch a lot of cult documentaries. I think I watch a children of God documentary. But I've never really heard of children of God. But the fact that like you're not allowed to read books, you're not allowed to consume any form of TV or movies, anything that's outside of like what this church says. And then the fact that she said something along the lines of like, they would talk about sex and how you can have it in marriages, out of marriages with children. Children, Like it was really jarring, wild. Yeah. But the thing is about those cults is like when you're in it and you're not consuming anything outside. Yeah. You are like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. If everybody else around you in a small bubble is believing something, that's why like when we were watching the Nexium documentaries and stuff like that, I was like, again, how do you told me like I can make these emotional breakthroughs and like have a bunch of people who feel the same way? I would 100% go to those meetings. Yeah. And like I am, I've always said this, I am a perfect candidate for a cult. I love that shit. And like acting school is a cult within itself. Class, it really is. And yeah. like in a, in a very positive way, I mean, you learn a lot and like there's not, hopefully not any like abuse taking place. But 
in terms of like having leaders and people tell you like how to do things and what is right and what is good and like what is going to make you successful. Like it has a lot of the same things. Yeah. And I think also what's just crazy to me is like she was born into it. So yeah, she doesn't know any different. And her mom was born into it also. So it's crazy. I don't know. It's just like wild to think that you really don't know anything else. Yeah. Because some people join cults later on when they're adults, but they've had 30 years prior where they're in the real world and then they somehow stumble upon and join into a cult where it's like, this girl was actually just born into it and of like her own volition was like, I want to get out of this. Yeah. But then it's interesting. She went into the army and then she, like there was, I think at the end of a paragraph was like, oh, this is my time to get out again. Yeah. So it's like, this girl has been through the ringer. Just interesting stuff. I'd read the article if I were you. Listeners. Yeah, I think you should read the article because it's kind of, it's mind blowing. And now I'm just more curious about this children of God cult because they consider themselves a religion, which is always really fascinating to me because I think like the fine line between like cult and religion is religion allows you to believe in like a higher power, but also have your own perspective and mindset on it. Whereas a cult is like, you have to follow very specific rules and you can't question anything. Whereas there's certain religions, like even with Christianity, it's still evolving in this day and age, you know, where there are new churches that are being open. Like I've been to one where it's like, they don't discriminate against your sexuality or your race or whatever. Like you could literally show up and be Jewish and they wouldn't care. They would welcome you with open arms. Whereas like there are other past versions of like Christianity where it's like, they're still stuck in their own ways. But the fact that it's able to evolve like allows it more to be considered a religion because there's some sort of freedom. I don't know if that makes sense, but like there's a freedom within that. Whereas like in cults, there's no freedom whatsoever. Yeah, but the most interesting thing about cults to me is it's framed that they're, that's how you find freedom. Yeah. I was obsessed with the Scientology documentary Going Clear. It's my favorite documentary that's ever been made. I also am obsessed with like the people who left the cult and talk about it because they talk about it in such an interesting way. I'm like, oh my God, like you had no idea where you were getting into, but like you also did and you were like, okay with it. And then you left. And one, there was one person who was talking on the documentary. He's a director. He also, I think he actually got canceled and I saw him like out and I was like, he was at like the same event as me. And I like, he was talking to somebody I was with and I was like, just so you know, sir, I'm obsessed with you, but really from going clear, I've never seen any of your other work. He was like, you should not say that ever again. (laughs) And then he winked at me and he walked away and did I feel happy? (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) But I also think that's really the only time I've ever said anything thing to anybody about their work and that was the reaction i love your work and going clear yeah way to get out of that cult so uh, should we wrap it up you're done we'll wrap it up you're done hot take hot take setting spray is uh. everything and more like your makeup's not looking good spray your face with some setting spray it will just snap back into perfection <laughs> um hot take <laughs> snap point snap point I don't know. I'm really into reality TV shows right okay. now. That's my hot take. Who's your favorite reality star? Honestly, 
I love the ones that are like the most controversial. I think they're the funniest. Like who? Um, Francesca Farrago, honestly, is my favorite. Goat. She's just honestly like she causes so much drama in a way that I absolutely love because there would be no show without her. That's fair. So very hot take. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Please rate, like, and subscribe on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nail Polish Sisters is hosted and produced by Jamie Belushi and Bella Giannulli. Produced by Lauren Boone. Edited by Jordan Fair. Original music by Joey Cars. The, the Nail, Nail Polish, Polish Sisters is a Gulfstream Studios production. And if you've made it this far, 100 points. Thank you.